We are living in a complex world. Sin complicates everything, and only the truth of Christ can return us to simplicity. Today, we look at a powerful phrase found often in Scripture and apply one thing to our lives. What is the one thing God is trying to teach you right now? Let's join Scott Pauling as we find our place in the Word of God. Today we return to the doctor's office. Would you open your Bible with me again to what Luke wrote in his gospel account? We draw our attention today to Luke chapter number 18, and we are examining uh, the times in Scripture where God brings us to one thing. You remember we started this study in Luke chapter 6 where he asked one question. Well, today in Luke chapter number 18, we discover one lack. Do you see how the Lord is cutting through all the peripheral things of life and getting down to what really matters? I tell you, that's what we need in our day. There's so much distraction today. What we need is some divine concentration on one thing. In Luke chapter 18 and verse number 18, the Bible says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one that is God. Let's pause there for just a moment. Uh, The Lord Jesus is not saying he's not good, and he's not saying he's not God. What he's doing, he's leading the man uh, to acknowledge that he's more than a good man. He's more than even a good rabbi. He is the Son of God. Do you see that? If you're going to know God, you have to know Christ. The only way to know a good God is to see that he is revealed through his perfect son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. Someone said Jesus Christ could not have been a good man if he wasn't God and made the claims that he made because the claims he made would be a lie if it weren't that he were God. So he's either a liar or he truly is the Lord. I'm glad to report to you today he's the Lord. And that's what Jesus was leading this man to understand. In verse 20, the Lord goes on to say, Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Well, congratulations. Give him a badge. Pat him on the back. Perhaps that's what he thought the Lord Jesus was going to do. What he didn't know was that the Lord was using the law here, in the words of the Apostle Paul, as a schoolmaster, as a teacher, to bring him to Christ. He's using the law to reveal that none of us measure up, that at least in one point, all of us have fallen. And so in verse 22, we read these words. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. And when he heard this, He was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. I've heard people imply from this story in Luke 18 that rich people cannot go to heaven and that everybody has to give away all the riches and become poor in order to know God. That's not what Jesus is teaching at all. You see, the Lord Jesus knew this man individually, like he knows every one of us individually. And the Lord knew that the unique thing in this man's life that was keeping him from being a true follower of Christ was his own riches. It was something that he was holding on to. And so the Lord is bringing him to an acknowledgement of the one area in which he lacks. 
Okay, so you didn't commit adultery? Congratulations. You, you're not a killer. You didn't steal. You've not been a bearer of false witness. You honored your father and your mother. Well, let me ask you this. What about your riches? You see how the Lord is always bringing us down to one thing, to our one lack. And by the way, the greatest lack in the world is never material. It is always spiritual. The great deficiencies are always spiritual deficiencies. Look, you may have everything this world has to offer, but if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. You can have full hands and a full head and have an empty heart. You can have a full house and a full life and a full schedule and have an empty soul. And the Lord Jesus is revealing to this man his one lack. Essentially, he was helping him to identify the one thing that was standing between him and his God. In fact, at the end of verse number 22, here's really what it means to to be a a believer, to be a Christian. Jesus said, follow me. That's what it always boils down to, to be a follower of Christ. The issue was there was one thing keeping him from following Christ. Are you waiting on me to speak about your one thing today? I don't know what your one thing is. The Holy Spirit will have to reveal that to you. But I'd like to ask you right now, Is there anything between you and your God? The Old Testament prophet said, your sins and iniquities have separated between you and your God. I wonder, what is it that's getting in God's way in my life? What is it that's getting in God's way in your life? What's missing? You may have it all together, but what's the one lack, the one thing that is missing? As I meditated on this recently, I noticed something very interesting. Jesus used the word lack, yet lackest thou one thing. In other words, you're missing something. But did it ever dawn on you that his lack lack was actually something he was holding on to? (laughs) The lack may not be something you don't have. It could be something you do have that you're unwilling to release to the Lord. Is there anything you're still holding on to tightly? Uh, Your your grip is on it. Your, Your life is tangled up in it. And you've refused to really yield that thing to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the point of surrender. That's that's the point the Holy Spirit's trying to put his finger on. And my friend, that's the point of obedience. If you want to be a true follower of Jesus Christ, listen to the words again, yet lackest thou one thing. Perhaps there's someone listening to me today and uh, you're not really a Christian. Oh, you may be a religious person even like this man was, but You don't have the personal relationship with Jesus Christ that you need and that this man needed, that we all need. Uh, May I say to you, let's, let's get it down to one thing today. Would you confess to Christ your sin and your need? Look, friend, I wouldn't go to hell for anybody or for anything. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that on the day men stand before God and the book of life is opened, And that terrible judgment comes of lost souls. It gives a list of those who will be there. Do you know who's standing at the head of the list? The Bible says the fearful. And then it goes on to talk about the unbelieving and the sorcerer and the whoremonger. They're all going to be there. But at the head of the class, at the front of the line, is the fearful. I I fear that far too many people are not trusting Christ and following Christ because they're fearful of what they'll have to give up. I will tell you, whatever it is the Lord I want you to release when you say yes to Jesus Christ. Uh, what the Lord's going to give you is far greater than that. This rich young ruler, the Bible says, went away very sorrowful, but he didn't have to go away sorrowful. No, he could have gone away with joy in his heart because I tell you, the Lord is not a taker. He's a giver. 
And if you think the Lord's trying to take from you, you've missed the point of Scripture. The Lord wants to give you eternal life. And so if you've never been saved, I want to say to you today, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Call upon Him today for salvation. Don't turn away from Him sorrowful. No, my friend, come to Jesus. And then if you're a believer, if if you're a professed follower of Jesus Christ, I just want to caution you and warn you that one thing, one unconfessed, unforsaken sin one besetting sin, one thing unyielded to Christ can be the thing that prevents the Lord from having his complete will and way done in your life. Oh, my brother, my sister, don't miss God's best over one thing. I wonder, is the Lord Jesus looking at you today and saying, yet lackest thou one thing? Is there anything the Lord's told you to do you've not yet done or anything uh, that is in your life that you need to yield to him, then I want to challenge you to care for that one thing today. In simplicity and godly sincerity, Paul said, let's deal with our one lack, and I promise you the Lord's grace will be more than sufficient. All of us at Enjoying the Journey are grateful for the opportunity to share these few moments with you. It is our sincere prayer that God will use His Word in your life throughout the day and that the simple truth will help you to know the next step He has for you. We look forward to our next study together. Until then, visit our online home at enjoyingthejourney.org. We would love to hear from you.